Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. If you've ever wondered what an unscripted podcast sounds like, today is going to be the day. Typically, I don't ever have a script, but I didn't even have a topic for this episode. So friends, buckle up, grab your cocktail, and join Alana and I in the lounge. Alana, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? I have my vegan chocolate protein shake because I worked and then took the kids skating and I was like I need something before I do this podcast before dinner so that's like my go-to these days where do you live I keep forgetting oh in Canada right yeah we're in Canada and it's like been so the weather's so up and down it was really cold and it got really warm and it was like plus a few degrees today so and the sun was shining for the first time in like two weeks I'm not joking so I had a couple of hours and we just, I took the kids skating and it was just so fun. Wow. I, I know that feel, that feeling of like when the sun actually comes out from behind the clouds. Cause I live in Washington state and it is so effing dark here so often. So like when the snow was on the ground, I mean, we still have some, but it's so bright outside and we haven't had like a bright evening. It gets dark pitch black at 5 p.m. And it's very depressing. That's where seasonal depression, I swear, comes from. But um, Alana is a healthy habits coach. She is somebody that I connected with on Instagram and we instantly connected as like human to human. So I'm really excited to just chat with her today. Um, This is going to be a different podcast because we're not really going like on script. There's not really even a script on any of my podcasts, but we don't have really any topic of conversation that we are going to be touching on. So we're just going to see how this flows, how this goes. Um, I am live streaming this on TikTok as well. So if any questions come up on there, we will answer them. Um, But super excited. Alana, can you please do your formal entry in your own words? We want to (laughs) hear. Okay. So, I mean, the nutshell version is I am, like you said, healthy habits coach, healthy living is my jam. I'm a mom of two. I'm a wife. I also work for a really super cool brand um, and building my business at the same time. I work for Lululemon. I'm not even sure if I told you. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why I'm like literally in athleisure wear all day long, right? I was going to get dressed up for you, but I was like, no, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to be me. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I live, I live the, the, the sweat life and um, I really, you know, my rock bottom was about six years ago when I was trying to be everything to everyone. I was working full time. My kids were one and four. I was starting to build my business and I really, um, like I wasn't prioritizing my own self care. Right. And we all have been there. Some of us are probably in it right now where we're really feeling you know, like just the burnout, the burnout is real. And I think now more so than ever before. So I really needed my own health to be challenged. Um, I remember like having heart palpitations, problems with my eyes. I wasn't sleeping for six months. I really wasn't doing all the the self-care things that I talk about, right? That that, that I live by now. Um, And I was just like kind of silently struggling and trying to just like push through until I just got to a point where my body was like, no, you need to take a break. Um, so that was six years ago. That was a really pivotal 
kind of moment for me where I really needed to reprioritize. I needed to step back and like, just question, like simple questions, like, is what you're doing actually working? Right. Uh, Because I think we just go through so much of our life doing what we do because we've always done it right without actually questioning, like, is this working? Uh, What's the impact, right? Like how, how is my health being compromised right now? And if, if it's, if you like if it's not clear what the answers are then you need to do that that digging to get really clear because that's the place that i was six years ago and um it was it was hard it was really really hard so what was the biggest shift that made the most dramatic impact for you to get where you are now the biggest shift i will say was um was really number one, I, I, so much of my self identity became like my role in my job. My career at that time, six years ago was really like at the top of my list of priorities, right? So that was at the very top and then kind of towards the bottom, not even in my main vision, maybe in my peripheral vision was like my kids, and then my husband and then myself, right? So there was this huge disconnect, but for sure work was at the very top. And because I had so much attachment around working for Lululemon, uh, which is a company that I still absolutely love, it was just my, my, my attachment to what I was doing became who I was, right? So it became myself, my sense of self, right? So that was your identity. I couldn't see, yeah, my identity. And I couldn't see beyond that. To me, it was like, oh my gosh, there was, There was no such thing as life beyond that because I had become so consumed by this attachment to this role and being there. And, you know, so once I hit my rock bottom and I burnt out and I was able to just like take a break, like I literally took a month's break and I did nothing. Like I I napped a lot. I got back into the kitchen. I just like hung out with the kids. Um, and it was that time where I really like that was the biggest shift, right? Because you asked me what the biggest shift was. It was my whole mindset. It was my perspective. I realized, okay, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm just going to create more of this. So I knew that if I took a month break, nothing changed. I was just going to be in the same place a month later, right? Because that's just where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. So I needed my my mindset needed to shift, and I realized, okay, like I actually can create a life outside of my role outside of my career at the time so once that became really clear i took a step back i demoted myself i went back just part-time just to kind of regain some sense of balance if you will even though we know that that's not real um and so it's been a journey right like i've been in and out of the company i've definitely gone back and forth Uh, in terms of my mindset, in terms of like, sometimes I'll think, well, what if I did go back full time again? Like, what would that be like? And then I'll be like, no, no, you've been there. You've done it. Especially now as the kids are getting older, they need you more in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. So it's been a really interesting journey, but I would say for sure, my mindset around letting go of that attachment to my career as such in a formal way Uh, Because I think we all think we should be somewhere where we're not necessarily. And so getting, like letting go of that. Yeah. Trusting that it's okay. Like if I don't, if my career is not my main goal or my priority, that's okay too. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people, they look at the staircase, right? They're at the bottom step and then they look at the top. They're like, I want to be right here, but they're not really willing to take the steps because the steps are really uncomfortable. You know, it's like anything. If you walk up a, a huge flight of stairs, you'll probably be out of breath unless you're very fit, which good job. Um, but it's, it's so important that you do give yourself that grace through every step and really recognize that life is freaking hard. I mean, it's uncomfortable. We grow. We realize that there's things that we were doing that maybe no longer serve us or relationships that no longer serve us. Or maybe we have outgrown a place that we used to be. And now we have to figure out how to, how life looks with that. So, I mean, with anything in life, it's a lot of trial and error and pivoting and grace. And just, it's insane to me how much your mindset affects your life, the way you see the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just looking at you and just in the time that I've known you, which was really like less than a year, I feel like, I think it was around, I don't know, March, April Yeah. to see how, you know, at least how it occurs to me and maybe other people on social media, how you've really like pivoted and shifted and grown and like been very open about it, which is really refreshing and very inspiring. Yeah. I, uh, I, have had to just face myself because I realized I was suppressing a lot of things that I was very passionate about in fear of cancel culture or in fear of being unfollowed or um, getting trolls. But then once I shifted my mindset to like, no, I'm self-sabotaging at this point because this is what's true to me. This is what's important to me. I know all the principles of why people are going to disagree with me. I was like, I just need to step into it. And when I did, I kid you not, you are like the sixth person who's been like, Lexi, since you've started showing up this way on social media, like you've got my attention. And I'm like, all right, so it's working. And I think that's kind of a testimony to, you have to freaking show up genuinely and authentically you, regardless of if people freaking hate it, because nobody's going to like you. I mean, nobody's going to, nobody's going to like you. Not everybody is going to like you. Just like the fact that we don't like everybody, that means not everybody's going to like us. So we have to be okay with that and accept it. And that's something that I've struggled with for a long time, um, especially because I'm kind of the, the person who I don't really think before I speak on a lot of things. Like I put my foot in my mouth more than I should. Um, but I'm just kind of giving myself that grace at this point to just say what I feel and then clarify later. Cause there's nuance to everything. And I'm like, if I'm trying to be like politically correct and censoring myself because of that, then I feel like a lot of it is me suppressing like just the, the rants and the beautiful tangents that can come out of my mind. But I do need to be more aware of how I say things, you know, cause sometimes how you say things can always be or can be worse than the intent behind them, I guess. They can leave a, a mark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. And, and at the end of the day, I think we all need to own who we are and really step into that. Like, I feel like I'm, when I reflect back at the end of the year, like I'm looking back now at 2021, I, at the end of the, the beginning of the of a new year, I always feel like, okay, I'm like just at the beginning now. Like I'm just barely scratching the surface, right? Because it's true. We really do, unless you're super 
mindful and intentional about choosing to show up, you know, unapologetically, like saying whatever it is you want to say, we end up like life just happens so quickly that we end up not really, you know, owning that part of us. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, I think from the comments that I'm getting on TikTok right now, like I know exactly how you feel exactly. I feel like this is a a much bigger problem than anybody really wants to admit. I think that in the last three, four, maybe years going on now, that cancel culture has been such a huge thorn in our society that people feel like they don't want to say the wrong thing if they do speak up about something that's important to them because people are far too comfortable hiding behind a computer screen at this point. They're far too comfortable having username 69777692 and saying you're a dumb bitch and I hate you and you're going to hell and I'll come find you and your family. Like there's no repercussions for that, you know, but it's, it's important to, I think the biggest thing that I learned through my personal journey of self growth and development is that if as long as you understand people you don't have to agree but as long as you understand why they think the way they do then that is where the power lies because people just think that if you don't agree with me then you're wrong and this is a threat to my safety but it's really not when you can understand a person for who they are and why they are the way they are that's when you're going to find empathy compassion and again, understanding. And I know this is, uh, look at me. I'm like, I know I'm off on a tangent. Like we have no agenda. Why am I saying I'm yeah. off? Cause we're just no, talking. It's flowing. Yeesh. That's like the, I know, I know. In my head, I'm, and in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, like we're not talking about healthy habits, but you know what? Like, I think it all comes back down to, you know, that for me, healthy habits, it's not just about like, you know, drinking your protein shake and moving your body and doing all the things, right? Like so much of it is mindset. So much of it is the emotional aspect of who you're being. Um, And what, to your point, it's like allowing everybody the space to exist, to be here, to share their perspective and their opinion, to to not necessarily agree with everything because we're not going to all agree with one another, but to accept that, you know, it's like to agree to, to agree to disagree with other people. Um, but that's all part of like living, a like a healthy life, right? Like if you're constantly, um, you know, you could be doing all the things, right. You could be checking all, off all those things, but in your head, right. Or your mindset, like, you're negative or you are, cause that's how I was growing up. Right. Or you, you know, are full of anxiety or the idea of accepting other people really makes you very uncomfortable. Right. Like that's a huge part of, of healthy living. And that is, it's like cultivating a habit, right. It's just like going to the gym. It's just like drinking enough water, right. How, who we're being and how we are being in relationship to other people, I think is such a huge part of it and seldom do we really focus on it or talk about it when we suppress ourselves and what we want to say it's it's really detrimental to our mental health it's detrimental to our intuition like you can really feel it inside of you when you want to say something like okay here's my example have you ever walked away from a conversation being like 
mm, I could have said that differently or, Ooh, that's not my best work. Or, you know, you think like, Oh God, like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? I feel like when we are in this pattern of suppressing ourselves because we don't want to offend, because we want to make sure we're not misunderstood because we want to make sure that, um, just that we, we are seen in a certain way that puts a lot of unrealistic pressure on us, you know? So I think one of the huge things in 2022 that would be very healthy for everybody to work on is allow ourselves to evolve and other people. Um, I know that one of the things that I did when I started getting healthier, like mentally is I started trying to like shove all of the things that I learned down people's throats who weren't even ready. Um, so that's why, and I mean, really, that's why I started a podcast because I have so much shit to say, like that runs through my mind. I'm a very philosophical person. Um, I get that from my dad. Um, but I, I was like, you know what? There's, there's so much more to life than suppressing myself and being afraid to share shit on Instagram or social media because it might offend somebody. What I really had to come to terms with is the fact that social media is not a safe place. If I get trolls in my comments, like I'm, I'm willingly participating in social media. That doesn't mean I can't block them, but it means that I have to be mentally okay with the way I choose to show up and where I choose to show up. And I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong because they're like, oh, well, social media should, you know, it's, it's a great place, but you know, it's very toxic and yes, it can be very toxic, but Instagram is not in charge of our mental health. We are. We're in charge of taking care of ourselves. Like nobody's coming to save us. Nobody's coming to make sure that we are not being on our phones as much as we should and not being present with our kids, which I mean, I love that now TikTok and Instagram both have those like, hey, you've been scrolling for a while. Do you want to unplug? It's like, oh yes, I love those features. But also I think that it's important to remember that we are in control of our lives, our fate, our destiny, our mental health is really up to us. I mean, obviously there's nuance to this, but I just think it's so important to let people evolve and give them the space to evolve, whether you disagree with them or agree with them. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, opening up Instagram is a choice, right? Nobody's forcing you to go and check, you know, who commented on your posts, right? Like it's all a choice. And like you said, if you're choosing to participate in this space, then you have to own the fact that there are going to be consequences, right? There is an impact. And I think, you know, the, the topic of boundaries is so, so important. It comes back to you taking responsibility for yourself, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, right? It's nobody else's job. It's so easy to put the blame on something else, but like you, you know, like if you're really in this to level up and to show up as your best self and to live your best life, a huge part of that is taking 100% responsibility, right? In everything that you do, every word that comes out of your mouth, yes, you're going to screw up. Yes, you're going to say things that are going to offend people, but how can you then, you know, fix that up or clear it up in communication, right? Um, I think it's really about like taking that full responsibility, you know, like if you're finding yourself scrolling for three hours and you're not being mindful and present, like that's on you, that's your responsibility. So what boundaries, what structures do you have to put in place, right? Mm -hmm. To create something that's more 
sustainable so that you can be more present, right? If it's not working for you, right? It just comes back down to like getting back to the basics and asking yourself these simple, simple questions, right? Like reflecting at the end of the day and asking yourself things like, you know, like did what, what worked today, right? Or what didn't work or like what, you know, where can I show up and be more present in my life? I think if we really just slow it down and reflect at the end of the day, um, and it doesn't have to be this whole long, big, complicated thing. You don't have to journal if journaling is not your thing. But like as you're putting yourself to bed at night, just reflecting on the day, I think that'll bring people so much more insight and clarity and and feel more in control of life. Because I don't know about you, but like I'll have days, weeks and months that all kind of bleed together. Right. And once you have kids and you have all these other responsibilities, right, time just like goes so quickly. You feel yeah. like. You don't have any control over your life. Oh, I I have been just with my New Year's resolution. I'm doing something. Um, it's called, if you know what 75 Hard is by Andy Frisella. It's a version of that, but it's more like a mindset reset. Um, I called it the CEO reset because I feel like we get so caught up in the day in and the day out and we get lost scrolling. So it's these 10 things that I am having me and this group of women who joined. Um, we are reading 10 pages of self-improvement every day. We're doing 30 minutes of movement and then half your body weight in water announces, um, five minutes of journaling, meditation or prayer, one intentional act of self-care. Um, but it's not really the way that you would look. I mean, it could be whatever way it would look to you, but like my self-care yesterday was not eating the sweets just because I had them. Cause I know that's not in line with my goals. And then, um, the fifth thing is doing something starting like a non-business-related non intentional conversation with an ideal client. Um, I think it's really important to have certain goals that you hit every day because like you said, you can wake up, especially when you have kids, um, you run a business, you maybe you have a full-time job on top of that. Um, I know on my plate, I also take care of my dad. So there's so much going on that I just feel lost in the hustle and bustle. And I realized that I started using Instagram as like an escape so I'd just be on Instagram and I'd be scrolling and I'd be like, oh no, I'm working. You know, it gave me an excuse to be on Instagram, which my biggest fear is not, is my kids looking up, growing up and looking at me and being like, oh, my mom was just on her phone all the time because I do work on social media. You know, I, I do the marketing for social media with companies, but that that's something that I've been struggling with. So I think setting those boundaries and having five things that I need to get off social media to do is really going to help me just be more clear in my life. Cause it can be so overwhelming. And I mean, sometimes we don't even realize that it's happening until we're like too far gone when people are like, um, yeah, well, you've been absent for the last 20 years. You're like, what? I was just working, you know, or making excuses for it. I feel like I just shared my home life, my whole, my whole heart. But you know what? I'm sure you're going to get so many comments because I feel like so many people are going to relate to that, right? Like it can feel so consuming to all of us. And sometimes, especially if you have a business that's online or you are a social media marketing professional, right? That, that justification, right? To be online because your business is online, right? So it, it is really, it's a challenge, right? It's going to be a challenge for everybody. And I'll have my, some, sometimes my kids will say to me, yeah, but you're on your phone all the time. And, I, and even my husband will say that to me. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm really not. But if that's their perception, if that's how I'm showing up to them, 
then maybe I am like, maybe I am spending too much time. Maybe I'm just not intentional enough. Right. So it's just about getting really clear. Like, again, going back to like, what's working in my life right now? What's not working? Like, how do I need to maybe shift how I'm showing up for the things and the people that are most important to me? Right. Cause at the end of the day, our time is our most precious resource. And with every day we just have less and less of it so how are we choosing right to spend that time yes we have to be so intentional we have to be present we have to be in the moment we have to realize and that can get so lost um one thing i was going to point out is like a lot of people think that when you consume something it's like food right so if if you eat bad food then um it'll, it'll make you gain weight. Or if you, um, drink a lot of sugar, it'll give you diabetes, that kind of thing. But people don't realize that also what you consume is what you are watching right now on TikTok or what I see when I scroll through Instagram, like we consume so much. And I think with the amount of things that we consume, it really separates us from what's important. So a lot of times with my, when I feel that feeling of like, oh my God, my kids are going to think that I'm just on my phone all the time, you know, when I'm working or making the excuse to work, um, when it's actually not work. Um, I just have to remember that if God forbid something were to happen, like, what am I doing this for then? Because my why is for my kids to provide a better, to provide a better life for them with more freedom, um, doing whatever we want. But at the end of the day, like if I'm just constantly spending all my time on my phone, trying to build this business and, you know, create this life, but I'm also neglecting the, the people I'm doing it for. It's like, what's even the point? I have to remember that. Yeah. And that's a, it's a tricky one, right? Because at this, you know, it takes time to build a business, right? Just like it takes time to get healthy. It takes time to build your endurance if you're going to the gym, right? So you have to put in that time, but at the same time, right? If it's your kids that you're building your life for, um, it does become very tricky navigating, like how do I still show up for my business and still put in the time that I need to, but still be there for them? Yeah, something that I think has helped me a lot, um, and hopefully somebody listening to this who may be struggling with this, this will help them, is what I started doing was really incorporating my content that I push into my life. So if I'm doing a story and my kids are eating in their high chair, I'll keep it. I'll, if they're like screaming in the background, I'm going to keep it and I'm still going to post it because that's my life. I don't have two separate lives. And I think where we're going to see the huge rise of the personal brand this year is the fact that people feel like they have to keep their life in compartments, but you can marry them if you do want. Some people I know, they go to their corporate job and they're like, I don't even want to take work home. Like that's a clear boundary. But if you're somebody like me and you, who's a creator, we're online. Uh, we have our own businesses. We are marketing on social media. It's kind of hard to keep those separate all the time, um, especially if you don't want to suppress those parts of you. Because I know for me, I don't want to suppress the fact that I'm a mother in order to be a business owner too. They can coexist together. And that's something that I'm really having to break through because I know that in the past, the corporate narrative has been like, oh, you, you know, you wear your pantsuits and your pencil skirts and you show up to work with your hair done and your makeup did and your kids, you know, your meetings are quiet and there's no interruptions. And 
I'm like, I physically can't do that. Like I, I have kids, I'm building a business. Like I want my kids to see me like, oh my God, my mom worked her ass off and she was still a good mom. You know, I don't want them to be like, yeah, she was working all the time. So it's really for me, like finding that balance. But the thing that's helped me the most is incorporating that kind of content into my life. Um, even if I go to the zoo, like taking videos of that, and then you can do a text overlay later about like marketing tips. It doesn't have to be a certain way. I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong is because somebody wrote the rules because people talk about breaking the rules all the time. I'm like, what freaking rules are we talking about? Like who, who's the person that made the rules? Yes. Instagram gives you analytics, for example, when your followers are most active, but does that mean you have to post at that time or you're breaking the rules? Like, that's just a guideline. That's just a, Hey, just letting you know, this is when you, when your followers are on, it's not like you have to post then or you're going to jail. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And you know what? Like I, to that point, I think you have just in the last few months or so, like you really do that so well. Like I've seen so many of your posts or your reels or your stories where, yeah, your kids are like, you know, in the background and, 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 for people like me, uh, that's so refreshing. It's like, it gives us permission, like, you know, the type A's um, who want to always like have the background beautiful and clean before we do that story or that reel. Um, it gives us permission to, to do it anyways, right? To do it messy, to do it imperfectly, to do it, you know, not necessarily looking our best, whatever, but to do it, right? And not, not to do like the two, three, four takes, um, but to do it the first time and to just post it, right? And share it and put it out there. Oh, yes. I highly recommend if you are somebody like me and you get tongue tied or put your foot in your mouth or it just sounds stupid, I, I encourage you to own it and owning it by creating like a, a blooper reel. So when, um, when you're doing a story on Instagram, for example, and you completely mess up, delete everything else if you want, or you can keep the whole thing. If you think like that, if that was the only part that was bad, or if the whole thing is shot, keep that one part and then show that blooper reel. Like, oh my gosh, here's another one. Ha ha ha. You know, like make fun of yourself. Have, have fun with yourself because life is too short to be super serious all the time. It's too short to not do the things that you crave and that you want to do and not trust your intuition and suppress yourself for what other people like so you can get other people's approval i mean i was there so i do have compassion for the people who are there right now but it's it's such a sad place to be like i just remember me there and i would i would go to the most extreme lengths to make people want to hang out with me and want to be my friend because i didn't see my worth but i thought maybe if they saw my worth then i would find my worth and I mean, it's, it's always goes back to the freaking airplane analogy. You guys, it's take your mask, work on yourself first, and then go help somebody else. Because if you, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. There's literally no way. It's like, this is my, look at, imagine if this was empty, this cup, right? How am I going to give you any water if, if I don't have any? So you have to, have to, have to be good with yourself, be well with yourself, find what works for you because everybody's going to tell you what works for them, especially in the coaching industry. Everybody's going to sell their secret sauce or their magic formula of what made them six figures. But what if that's not you? 
What if that doesn't work for you? What if they're selling you to get on your social medias and be super peppy and happy and ha ha ha, but you're just kind of a person who's laid back and chill and you're just like, yeah, just come to my masterclass if you want. And then people know that's you and they're like, "Mm mm-hmm. I will tell you, Alana, that's what happened to me (laughs) because um, I, the four C's masterclass that I did last week or the week before, whenever that was, the way I presented it is I guess my best word right now um is I was just like yeah I'm I'm doing a master class on this day if you want to come it's going to be super chill you know bring a cocktail da 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 I had more interest in that and sold into more programs than I have in any single thing I've done when I tried to show up and be like hey guys I'm so excited for this what I have coming for you it was like that's not me and I think people felt that so can I tell you this in the background here, this mirror, right? Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about it. This is Lululemon's mirror, okay? The coolest thing ever. I do workouts on it. It's like interactive. It's like a virtual gym in the house. I've gotten more because I, I, I work out every day, right? And I do stories about it every single day. I've gotten more people commenting on the mirror and I just post my workouts. I post my, what I do, my trainers and all that stuff. And it's super fun. Right. But it's me. It's a hundred percent like what I love. So it's me showing up as me, right. I'm not trying to sell anything. Mirror is not giving me a commission every time I recommend it, although that would be great. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just when, when people can feel your energy and what makes you you and what you love like not everybody's gonna want to buy one and work out on it every day I get that but it's just so interesting like when you you know really own who you are how you're being what you're passionate about like you're gonna get the people that are you know gonna be interested um, and it's, it's effortless, right? When that happens. Yeah. Cause they can, it's, so, there's something so crazy about energy. I had never really knew anything about energy until last year, but when you are showing up, like putting yourself on social media in a way that is not you, not authentically you, like does not align with you. These are all, I guess, like the, the buzzwords of the coaching industry on social media in the last year. But when you're showing up in a way that is not actually you, like authentically to you, I feel like I'm using all the buzzwords, but whatevs, then people can feel it. They will jump into that and sniff it and be like, no, no, I don't want anything to do with that because people want, people need a leader. So People need to feel like they are part of something that's greater than themselves. Just like Alana said, when you posted um, whatever, that made me feel like I had a subconscious hall pass to do the same, you know, because we are so stuck in this realm of doing everything right, but being right is subjective to each person, right? Think about politics, for example. That's, That's the perfect example of like, oh, I'm right or I'm right. It's subjective to who you are as a human being and every fiber of who you are and why you are that way, why you see the world the way you do. Can you be my leader? Yes. (laughs) So I think people really do want to be a part of something that is greater than themselves. Um, That's just human nature. And people really do connect with people. And I know that's overused too. God, I feel like I'm just on the, the buzzword train today, but... But it's true. It's so true. I think 
I think now more than ever before, you know, the last couple of years with everything going on, um, I really truly believe that people are craving connection, community, and being part of, like you said, something bigger, mm-hmm. like a bigger collective movement. I mean, for me, it's all healthy living, like healthy living, like I said at the beginning is my jam. So I see the world through that perspective, through that lens. And so, you know, I come into contact with people every day who are craving the connection and the community and feeling energized and feeling um, just good inside their bodies, right? Inside and out. So if anything, the, the last couple of years have really highlighted that. But, you know, if healthy living isn't your thing, but you're just looking for a community of, you know, like-minded people so that you can be seen felt heard acknowledged um then then go find that right like whatever drives you um find a way to find a community of people that get you and are up to the same thing and then just do more of that every single day that's like the key to happiness Yeah. I I always say that I'm not better than you and you're not better than me. We're just different. We have different outlooks, perspectives. We're just different humans. And that's really freaking cool. And you just, you just align with the people who are meant for you and you hold boundaries with the people who are not. But I think it's really important to, to start surrounding yourself with people who are more experienced than you. I don't want to say better because again, nobody's better, but there's scientific studies that show that the people you surround yourself with, the what is it? The five closest people, or I don't know the figure, but the closest people that you surround yourself with, those are the people that you are going to be more like. So if you're like hanging out with drug addicts and people who like steal from their parents, then you're probably going to go down that path. But if you're with people who are like high level, they have great mindsets, they're very positive. They work for their shit you're probably you know you're you you it starts rubbing off on you whether we want to admit it or not we are influenced that's why when our favorite influencers post their like curling wand we're like oh where'd you get that your hair looks so good you know we are naturally to be influenced as humans but what it boils down to is do you want to be the influencer or the influenced you can be both yeah yeah, and I think it takes a certain level of um, confidence in yourself, kind of going back to what we were saying at the beginning, like that owning owning who you are, right, to step into that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of responsibility, obviously, with influencing other people. And I think if you're using your influence positively to create impact, in whatever way you do, then, then that's an amazing thing, right? Obviously influence can go either way. Um, but it really, you know, you, you really like, I, I feel like the older I get, and maybe this is because I'm female and maybe this is for whatever reason, but I like with every year that goes by, I get more and more confident, right? Like my confidence is only, I've only started to step into it in the last couple of years. Like if you knew me growing up, I was completely different. Like I never would have done anything like this, right? And speaking to another human being terrified me more than anything else. So there is an element of like 
growing through what you're going through and really like stepping into right and and fumbling along the way and screwing up and learning you know whatever lessons you've had to learn and it being really painful and uncomfortable but when you go through all that stuff that enough of life experience and you can really just like own who you are with confidence unapologetically that's when you can really start creating influence uh around you right which is really cool amen i love that the way you put that was just so perfect oh my gosh well alana i had so much fun on this podcast i think we dove like we just went straight to the bottom like we just we just dove deep and i think having hearing authentic conversations like this that are just streamed so naturally like we had no plans but we hit so many different points and so many nuggets of wisdom so i just want to thank you so much for being on here can you tell us the best place we can find you and how we can work with you oh amazing um okay so the best place i'm gonna say is instagram right because that is just where i love to create conversations connections um and I really just showcase my life, right? Just like you said. Um, so Instagram is definitely the best. I did write a book that came out in the summertime. So if you are a busy mama who is kind of going through your burnout and trying to figure out how to get your shit together, this is exactly the book that I wrote and who it's for. Um, it's on Amazon. It's on my Instagram. You can check it out. It's really easy to get. Um, but yeah, Instagram. Yes. She gives so many great lifestyle tips and we need to plan a live there again too. Cause we did that before, but yeah, she, Alana is somebody that she's always so positive and inspirational. And I just, it's an absolute pleasure to follow you on Instagram. And, um, thank you again so much for being on this podcast because I think a lot of people got great insight. Um, music rocks 2021 said, I love this. So, um, Thank you so much again, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks so much for hanging out with us in the lounge. I hope that episode was eye-opening. We touched so many different topics, but make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. You leave some love in the reviews and connect with us on social media. Also, if you've ever been thinking about starting a podcast, join the Editor Society this month because I am teaching you how to start your podcast with little to no external equipment. We'll see you next week.